Hi, hello, good morning. How are you guys doing? Uh, it's Sunday morning, uh, and I'm going to church in about an hour, um, getting ready for that. Uh, but also, um, welcome to the Daily Bible Reading Show. I'm going to look at a passage today, which is Deuteronomy. And we're looking at Deuteronomy chapter 31. Yep, let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 31. There we go. Okay. Um, Lord, help us to hear your word clearly spoken to us here in the Bible. Um, I think especially on a day like today when we come together, it is to hear your voice. So please help us to do this by your spirit. Um, it is only by your grace that we even have this privilege. So please help us to hear, to listen, but also to respond and to obey. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So uh, good morning again. If you've just joined me, uh, I am looking at Deuteronomy chapter 31. Okay, so Moses continued to speak these words to all Israel. Uh, and he said to them, I'm 120 years old today. I'm no longer able to go out and come in. He's really old. <laughs> the Lord has said to me, you shall not go over this Jordan. The Lord God himself will go over before you. He will destroy those these nations before you so that you shall dispossess them. And Joshua, Joshua will go over at your head as the Lord has spoken. Um, so just the first three verses kind of like sets the context. Uh, I think for what we're reading today, we're nearing the end of the book of Deuteronomy, uh, which is a series of um, uh, talks of sermons, um, last sermons that um, Moses is giving to all the assembled people of Israel before they cross the Jordan. And he's saying, you know, I'm really old and I'm not going to join you. He's 120 years old. It's really hard uh, <laughs> to imagine that. I mean, the queen is only like 96, I think. Moses is much, much older than that. Um, uh, but I think we find out later that it's not just old age that's preventing him from crossing the Jordan. I think God has kind of like told him this is as far as he goes. And so this is his final word that he will leave with the people before he says goodbye. And the main thing that he wants them to get is not that he's been a good leader. He has all these things he wants to say, but that God is still with them. God is still speaking to them and God will be with them. He says, verse three, the Lord God himself will go over before you and God will defeat all your enemies before you the way that he's defeated all the enemies of the past. And he's also appointed Joshua as kind of like a replacement leader. Okay, so that's the context. Moses is kind of like summing up his last sermon, reminding them that God is with them as they continue on this journey into the promised land. Verse four, and the Lord will do to them as he did to Sihon and Og, the kings of the Amorites and to their land, which he, when he destroyed them, and the Lord will give them over to you and you shall do to them according to the whole commandment that I've commanded you. So the Lord, the Lord again, just reminding them that God is with them and for them. Verse six, 
be strong and courageous. Do not fear or be in dread of them, for it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. So it's a very encouraging word during a time of great uncertainty. You know, Moses is not going to be with them. They're facing this really amazing challenge of entering this new land where they face opposition. And he's telling them, be strong. Don't be afraid. God is with you. God will go before you. He won't forsake you. Yeah, so very, very encouraging. Kind of like precisely what they need to hear at this time of um, uncertainty, vulnerability, I guess. So very tender and very encouraging. Verse 7, Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him, In the sight of all Israel, be strong and courageous. So the same thing he says to this one individual. Verse 7, For you shall go with this people into the land that the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give them, and you shall put them in possession of it. So you, not me. But Joshua is taking over from Moses. Joshua is receiving this encouragement from Moses in the sight of all the people. And I think there's something very significant about Moses handing over the responsibility and also God's word to Joshua. You know, be strong, be courageous, lead them. Verse 8, it is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Yeah, so did you notice that? It's almost exactly word for word when Moses says to all the people, he says to this one guy. <laughs> God's word to all of them is also God's word particularly to the leader, as if to say that of all people, you need to take this to heart. You know, you're supposed to lead them. You're supposed to maybe preach this message. You know, Sunday, you know, you're the pastor. Your job is to tell others about God. You need to know <laughs> that God is with you. You know, be encouraged by that. Not to be fearful, but to trust in that. Do not fear or be dismayed. So a handover. So verses 1 to 8 is almost like a handover from Moses to Joshua. Uh, verse 9. Then Moses wrote this law and gave it to the priests, the sons of Levi, who carried the ark of the covenant of the Lord and to all the elders of Israel. And Moses commanded them at the end of every seven years, at the set time in the year of release, at the Feast of Booths, when all Israel comes to appear before the Lord your God at the place that he will choose, you shall read, you shall read this law before all all Israel in their hearing. So read meaning read aloud. I mean, read aloud, you know, this, this book, you know, Deuteronomy, possibly all five books of Moses. Um, but they're meant to have this seven-year tradition. Every seven years, the leaders, and particularly the priests who carry the ark, but also all the elders, they're meant to read out um, these words, this law, this word of God before everyone to, as a kind of reminder that God has spoken his word here and to get everyone to listen. I think that's, that's the point. You want everyone to hear and rehear what God is saying to them every seven years. Verse 12, assemble the people, men, 
women and little ones and the sojourner within your towns that they may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God and be careful to do all the words of this law and that their children who have not known it may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God as long as you live in the land that you're going over to Jordan to possess. So I think for me, verse 13, their children who've not known it will know it. Yes, hello. Have a blessed Sunday. Thank you for that message. And Moses is saying that you know this, but there are others who don't. And there's something about them learning to fear God by learning to read God's word or learning to hear God's word. So the way that we learn to fear God is by hearing God's word. The way that we learn to know God is by hearing God's word. And so we need this for ourselves every seven years, but we need to teach it to others as well. So there's something about the purpose of gathering people. Like today on a Sunday, the purpose of getting everyone to listen to God's word together so that we learn together to fear God, to know God, to obey God. Yeah, like on a Sunday today. Yeah. Verse 14, And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, the days approach when you must die. Call Joshua and present yourselves, present yourselves in the tent of meeting that I may commission him. And Moses and Joshua went and presented themselves in the tent of meeting. And the Lord appeared in the tent in a pillar of cloud. And the pillar of cloud stood over the entrance of the tent. And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, you're about to lie down with your fathers. You're about to die. Then this people will rise and whore after the foreign gods among them in the land that they are entering, and they will forsake me mm, and break my covenant that I have made with them. Then my anger will be kindled against them in that day, and I will forsake them and hide my face from them, and they will be devoured. And many evils and troubles will come upon them so that they will say, in that day, have not these evils come upon us because our God is not among us? And I will surely hide my face in that day because of all the evil that they've done because they've turned to other gods. So, well, this is a change in tone that God anticipates that after Moses is gone, after some time, you know, people will turn away from God. He almost knows this with a certainty that they will be judged, that God will be angry with them the moment Moses is gone as their leader, as someone who's reminding them to be faithful to, towards God. Now, they've done this in the past, but I think this is all the more saddening for Moses, I guess, because he's leaving, he's about to die. And it's almost as if that faithfulness is dying with him, that word is dying with him. And God says, verse 17, in that day, verse 17 again, in that day. And verse 18, in that day, what happens in that day? There's a particular day that God will hide his face from his people. And um, I think, well, just fast forwarding, you know, this is, this is just uh, kind of like a cursory reading. Um, but fast forwarding to today, you know, it's looking to the cross. You know, it's the day that God turns his face away from Jesus 
I think the way in which we see how rebellious our hearts are is not just by looking at the world or looking at incidences, particularly uh, embarrassing incidences in church history when we've turned away from God. All those are true. But there's something about this particular day, the day of the cross, when God turns away his face from Jesus. And it shows just how God pours out that judgment that should be upon us on Jesus. And that's when we see how you know, we, we really need the cross. We really need Jesus to take this punishment on our behalf. But still sad. It's kind of sad that you know, here's a leader who's been faithful, who's been serving God, given this advance warning that you know, the moment is gone, everyone's going to turn away from God and God's going to pour out his judgment. But thankfully for us, again, it's poured out on Jesus. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, in verse 19, now, therefore, write this song. <laughs> That's so strange. <laughs> it's so strange. It's so strange because they're going to turn away. God's going to judge them. So what do you have to do? Write a song. <laughs> Write a song and teach it to the people of Israel. Put it in their mouths that this song may be a witness for me against the people of Israel. For when I brought them into the land flowing with milk and honey, which I swore to give to their fathers, and they've eaten and are full and grown fat. It means he's, they bless them and bless them, and they just grown fat. They gorge themselves and all this food, all this blessing, all this abundance that God has given them. You know, they will turn to other gods, verse 20, and serve them and despise me and break my covenant. And so it's talking about a time of prosperity, you know, the times in which we need to be careful of turning away from God are good times, not bad times when we don't have enough or we are hungry and we complain and we doubt God. But actually when God has blessed us and given us so much, God says that's the time when we will turn away from him, uh, we'll worship other gods. And that's the time when we will break his covenant. It's interesting. It's interesting that God anticipates this. But also that the way to prepare for this is that Moses write a song. <laughs> you would, you know, how do you prepare to warn the people from turning away from God? Moses, Moses is supposed to write a song. So strange. <laughs> Why? Why? Let's see. Verse 21. And when many evils and troubles have come upon them, this song shall confront them as a witness for it will live and forgotten in the mouths of their offspring. Their kids will sing the song. And somehow their kids singing the song, them hearing their kids sing the song, will serve as a witness, a testimony against them. Aha, you've turned away from God. So maybe it's not even that they will sing the song, they realize it, but someone else singing it and they hear it and go, oh, wow, I've forgotten that God has promised that He'll pour out judgment on me if I turn away from him. And again, you know, the fuller meaning of this is again the judgment on Christ. I've forgotten that God has poured out this judgment on him because I've turned away from God. Uh, again, verse 21, For I know that when they are inclined to do even today, before I brought them into the land that I swore to give. So Moses wrote this song the same day and taught it to the people of Israel. Ah, interesting. Verse 23, And the Lord commissioned Joshua, the son of Nun, and said, Be strong and courageous, for you shall bring the people of Israel into the land that I swore to give you. I will be with you. B 
because remember, it's just Moses and Joshua who are hearing this in the tent of meeting. No one else knows this. It's just Moses and Joshua. And Joshua is hearing, what? <laughs> what are you leaving me to lead? This, ch- this church, this congregation that's going to turn away from you. But what God says, don't worry, be strong, be courageous. I will be with you. <laughs> Verse 24, when Moses had finished writing the words of this law in a book to the very end, Moses commanded the Levites who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, take this book of the law and put it by the side of the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, that it may be there for a witness against you. Ah, so, so this law is meant to sit next to this well, throne or this altar, uh, and, but it's meant to be a witness against, I guess not just the leaders, but against the whole people, a witness against you, verse 26. Verse 27, for I know how rebellious and stubborn you are. Behold, even today, while I'm yet alive with you, you've been rebellious against the Lord. How much more after my death? And these are Moses' words to them. Assemble to me all the elders of the tribes and your officers, that I may speak these words in their ears and call heaven and earth to witness against them. So wait, so I'm wrong. So he's actually saying this directly towards the Levites, the priests, the leaders. Their attitude, the moment Moses is gone, he says, even now you're rebellious. How much more when I die? He says, these leaders are going to turn against God. And as a witness to them... This book, this law is going to be a witness against you. So there's something peculiar about how the law is meant to be a safeguard um, against disobedience from these priests, these leaders of God's people. Um, Verse 29, for I know that after my death, you will surely act corruptly and turn aside from the way that I've commanded you. And in the days to come, evil will befall you because you will do what is evil in the sight of the Lord, provoking him to anger through the work of your hands. Verse 30, then Moses spoke the words of this song until they were finished in the ears of all the assembly of Israel. And that's the end of chapter 31. He he reads out this song, not just not he not so much sings it, but he reads out this words because in the end, it's the words that matter but a song that makes it memorable, that makes it singable, that makes it shareable. So what do we take from, away from this? Well, I think the need for reminders that how God's word speaks back to us, those reminders when we are tempted to turn away from him. It's God's word to all his people. You know, this is Moses' last word, his last sermon in a whole book of sermons. <laughs> And God says, after you're gone, how are they going to hear this sermon? How do you want to hear this word? And what I find interesting is that Moses writes this song, this song. There's something about songs that makes God's word, again, shareable. You know, you, you're hearing the song from someone else singing it. You know, the parents hear it from their kids. And then it speaks back to them. It reminds me, hey, I've forgotten God. I've turned away from God. And I guess it happens to us, doesn't it? At the end of a church service, we might remember something, something about the sermon, maybe one point. But oftentimes what happens is you're still singing the song. Remember, hey, you know, we might not even remember all the words, but we're still singing that song. Hey, you know, singing that song that reminds us about God. 
and it stays in our hearts and our minds. And maybe even as we sing it, 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 it speaks to the person next to us. And I think there's something very, very potent about that. I mean, that God's word is not just meant to sit on the shelf, but it's meant to be spoken to one another. Yes, God speaks to us. Yes, God is, God's word is preached to us, but there's a kind of horizontal aspect of God's word that's meant to make it viral even. You know, I, I think of like YouTube videos, you know, maybe YouTube videos are the kind of like the catchy Song of Moses type of his day that's meant to just catch the attention and make us go, hey, I've forgotten something about God. I need to turn back to him. I think there's an opportunity there. There's a potency there, a saltiness to that, which makes us want to make God's word very, very accessible, very, very powerful in terms of its reminder to us to turn back to him, especially when you turn away, especially in a world that seems to be running away from God. Um, yeah, so that's uh, just a quick reflection on Deuteronomy chapter 31. I'm not sure what time it is. I think I'm going to um, go off to church now, but thank you for joining me. Uh, this has been just my uh, first impressions, first reading of Deuteronomy chapter 31. I made a video, a funny video of Deuteronomy chapter 32, you know, just putting the song of Moses um, into like a rap. <laughs> I call it Moses Jiggle Jiggle. So if you want, you can check that out. Uh, but yeah, have a blessed Sunday. Uh, remember God's word that speaks back to us, maybe even from the mouths of the kids around us. And that's one of the takeaway lessons from Deuteronomy chapter 31. Take care and God bless. Bye. Oh, how do I turn this off? <laughs>